Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where you do care about the Green Bay Packers. And we don't care about anything else. Let's go. Right. Hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is beautiful, beautiful Wednesday, May 10th, and we have a little bit of news to get to, and then we're going to do, as the title of this episode indicates, a Jaden Reed deep dive because he is super exciting. First, however, the news I'm sure you guys were all looking for, Jack Coco. He was released. <laughs> yes, the Packers long time, slash two, two, three years, long snapper Jack Coco. He... He was inconsistent, messed up too much for a long snapper, which means he had more than zero screw-ups. And the Packers added Matt Orzchek earlier in the offseason, so not not shocking that Coco's gone. It was a fun-ish run. So Coco's gone, whatever. Little bit of news there. Can't believe that era is coming to an end. Certainly the most notable era to come to an end this offseason. Second bit of news, OTAs and mini camps. Rookie mini camps, those are done. We know about that. Um, basically those are, are only put in place to help rookies adjust to the NFL. A week from today, however, starting May 17th, the offseason program begins. In the program, they're going to sort of start in phase one, then go to phase two and phase three. Phase one is basically just, just workouts and meetings. Phase two is some more on-field activities, on-field workouts. And then finally, phase three OTAs uh, called Organized Team Activities. Well, actually, organized team activities are called OTAs, and those just more involve fun, non-padded on-field work and all of that. So that'll go from May 17th to right around the middle of June. So about a month long process. And then after all those wrap up, we have to wait a month until training camp begins. But when training camp does begin, we're going to be getting back into the swing of football. So that's going to be very exciting. Training camp, let's say two and a bit months from now. So that's super exciting. And then the last bit of news, player press conferences with all of the off-season programs sort of beginning now. Players talked. We heard from Jordan Love. He had a pretty nice press conference. I don't want to talk too much about what he said because it's not super important, but just some quick bullet no- bullet point notes from his conversation with the with the media. He said he approached the entire off-season like he was going to be the starter, just uh, in terms of workouts and everything. That's not too surprising because he said that he later clarified that he basically approached every offseason like he was going to be the starter. He also said that he thinks he's improved a lot in Green Bay. And one thing I found interesting was someone asked about uh, the quote, let it rip, which we know Matt LaFleur's talking about a lot, just letting it rip when it comes to throwing the ball. He described that as just playing freely, getting to a point where you don't have to think too much and, and you just sort of know where to go and you will, you let it rip. And then he also, he talks about how he thinks of himself as a leader that just wants to bring guys up, bring guys along and support people. And he said he threw with Romeo Dobbs and Aaron Jones out in California. Disappointed. Christian Watson wasn't in that list. I was going to put out a little tweet that, I don't know, had a, had a video of Jordan Love throwing a touchdown to Christian Watson. If he'd said, yeah, I threw with Jones, Romeo and Christian, but no Christian there. A little bit disappointing, but you know, I'll get over it, I hope. And then. He talked lastly about Aaron a little bit, just 
talked about absorbing all the things that Aaron did, said he talked to Aaron uh, after the trade, and said Aaron just sort of wished him the best and said he would be there if Jordan ever needed anything. Another guy who talked, Kenny Clark, he, he said basically he was looking to embrace more of a leadership role with Aaron gone now, and he said, quote, it's awesome, it's awesome, when asked about Joe Barry returning as the defensive coordinator. So that's two too many awesomes. Uh, in terms of the truth, and it's one too many awesomes in terms of making people believe that you actually think it's awesome. So we all know everyone uh, that Kenny is lying about that. Nobody thinks it's awesome that Joe Barry's back. And then lastly, Aaron Jones, he just sort of talked about his love for Aaron, and he also talks about why he believes in Jordan, sort of said that first and foremost, Jordan believes in himself. So I believe in Jordan. It's all great. All nice stuff to hear. Nice that we got to hear these guys talk. I thought Jordan did a great job, looked comfortable. Everything you want to see from a a quarterback that's about to become your starter. But with all of that out of the way, as we're five minutes in now, I'm going to jump into Jaden Reed because there are few things I would rather discuss than Jaden Reed, and I'm being dead serious. Jaden Reed, born in Naperville, Illinois, April 28th, 2000. Athletically, he's a very small receiver. 5'11", just 187 pounds, all below general Packers wide receiver thresholds. However, he has decent strength for his size. He put up 13 bench press reps of 225 pounds. That's 54th percentile for a receiver. And Lucas Van Ness, obviously the Packers absolutely massive edge rusher who they drafted in the first round. He put up only, I believe, uh, 17 reps uh, as a, in, in his combine performance. So Uh, You know, Jaden Reed, Lucas Van Ness, really, what's the difference between the two? Athletically, looking at Jaden Reed's numbers in terms of explosion, he he was decent. He had a 43rd percentile vertical and a 63rd percentile broad jump. Uh, He didn't run the three-cone drill, but he had a 53rd percentile shuttle drill, so decent agility there. And again, all of that looks super, super mediocre. Undersized, decent explosion, decent agility. But, but... There's one area that stands out, and it's a pretty important area, speed. 86th percentile, 4.45 40 time, with even more elite 10 and 20-yard splits. He had a 92nd percentile 10-yard split, a 91st percentile 20-yard split. He is really, really quick. Those 10 and 20-yard splits show you just how quick he actually is. That being said, all of his athletic testing comes together. That all gives him a 6.74 RES score. So he's right around the 67th percentile as an athlete. And, you know, that's good. That means he's an athlete in the top two-thirds of the wide receiver position. But it's not exactly the elite of the elite that Green Bay usually targets. And that hurts a little bit, uh, at least in my mind, because a lot of the Packers' misses in recent years have come with guys that have lower RES scores. I'm looking at Amari Rodgers specifically just two years ago, was drafted in the third round by Green Bay with something like a five RAS score. So we'll see what happens with Jaden Reed. I love the prospect, but initially you get disappointed by the pick, first of all, because I didn't know too much about him. And you see that RAS score and you think Green Bay doesn't have a great track record picking these lower RAS score guys recently. Uh, And just one last thing, he's 23 years old, born in the same year as Luke Musgrave. So decent age, not super old, also not super young. Looking at his college career, he started off going to Western Michigan and dominated. Just dominated early on as a freshman back in 2018, earned All-American honors there. So unsurprisingly, 
He ended up transferring out to Michigan State after his dominant success at Western Michigan, and he sat out at Michigan State in 2019 because of transfer rules. However, he returned to the field in 2020 and played all of 2020, 2021, and 2022. So really had five years in college, though. He didn't play 2019. So four years in his playing career. That first year as a freshman at Western Michigan back in 2018, played very well. 12 games, 56 receptions, 797 yards, eight receiving touchdowns, and one punt return touchdown. Very nice numbers there. Again, sat out in 2019, but in 2020, seven games, 33 receptions, 407 yards, and three touchdowns. That's his first season at Michigan State. 2021, 13 games, 59 receptions, 1,026 yards, 10 receiving touchdowns. That's crazy. One rushing touchdown, two punt return touchdowns. And 2022, 11 games, 55 receptions, 636 yards, and five touchdowns. He's good. Uh, he Those are clearly very nice, very productive numbers. Not great in 2022, especially compared to 2021 where he went crazy. And then obviously as a, as a freshman at Western Michigan, he was very, very productive. Uh, looking at specifically at punt returning, that's something that I think the Packers could find valuable. And we're not going to talk too much more about it, but I'd just like to mention he's a dynamic punt returner. And he clearly put up some numbers at, at Michigan State and Western Michigan. I think that'll be super important for Green Bay if they can slot him into the punt return role because Keyshawn Nixon, he's your kickoff guy 100% through and through, but I wouldn't mind not having to use him on punt returns. So if you can slot Jaden Reed in there, that would be great. Looking at Jaden Reed's strengths and weaknesses, let's look at first his strengths from a route running standpoint. Speed is the first thing that jumps off at you. A 4.45 40 time at the combine at his pro day, he ran a 4.37. 40 time, that's where Green Bay says they had him clocked, and that's ridiculous. That is Christian Watson type of speed. Now, his top end speed, still obviously very good to run 4.37. It's not as high as you might expect it to be because his early acceleration is what's really ridiculous. He can accelerate super, super quickly. But regardless, a super fast receiver. And that means looking at Jaden Reed as primarily a slot guy, he might not do too much deep burning. Sometimes he'll stretch a seam every now and then, every now and then, and he's more than capable of burning a, a cornerback in general. But more so, it means that whoever you match him up against, the cornerback can't make a mistake to Jaden Reed because if they do, good night. He's gonna toast them. Sometimes uh, on his tape, you'd see a cornerback fall just a half step behind, give him a that tiny bit of leverage. Good night. They underestimated how quickly Jaden Reed was going to get up on them. He got up on them super quickly. They fell behind. Before you know it, Jaden Reed makes one cut outside on the corner route. Game over. Sorry, he's toasted you. Jaden Reed's speed is such an asset because of how quickly he can get through a route, how quickly he can make one cut and leave a cornerback in the dust. You do not want to mess up when you're covering Jaden Reed because he's going to make you pay every single time. That's it's so valuable, and I love seeing that on his tape. Two, sitting in zone. Yes, Jaden Reed is very fast, but he showed the ability to at times just throttle down a little bit, sit down, find a cushion in zone coverage, and especially on little dig routes, little in routes over the middle or or drags underneath, he would just sit down, sort of look at his quarterback and wait for them to hit him in the in the hole in the zone coverage, and that's a super valuable asset, especially for a slot receiver. It means that looking ahead to when Jordan loves throwing to Jaden Reed. Love can look at him on those play-action dig routes over the middle, or when the pocket is collapsing, he can look at Jaden Reed underneath, and he can find that safety blanket, and Jaden Reed's going to carve out space 
for Jordan Love to hit him. And then the third thing that I like to see in him is nuance. Uh, you see it somewhat in his ability to sit down in zone coverage, but you also see it in general on every route. He has a lot of really, really, really advanced flashes. He can use a head fake sometimes to get a defender one way and then explode in the opposite direction. He can throttle down or hit the jets to lose a defender. It's not super consistent. Sometimes he could use a little bit more manipulation in his routes. We'll talk about that lack of consistency in a second, but there are more than enough exciting flashes of his nuance all over his tape, and it shows you how dominant he can be as a route runner. Looking quickly at his weaknesses, the first thing is just consistency. He has everything, man. He can take over cornerbacks who make a mistake. He can sit down in zone coverage. He can even get a cornerback to make a mistake. It's just he doesn't always get them to make mistakes. Sometimes he doesn't do a great job of making his cut super precise. Other times he doesn't do a great job of selling the defender on one route and then going a different way. So yes, there are a bunch of flashes where he totally gets a cornerback to commit and then goes the other way. And that's great. And he can dominate any defender that makes a mistake. But we just need him to show it a little bit more consistently, this ability to force opposing cornerbacks to make mistakes. And it's it's going to come. I 100% believe it'll come. But it's just not totally there right now. And that's something I would just like to see develop a little bit. Second weakness, last weakness. This is barely a weakness. Long speed. I just said this because the Packers had him clocked at 4.37. Usually you expect someone who runs 4.37 to have that deep burning speed like an MVS or a Christian Watson, guys who can take the roof off of a defense. Reed can to a degree, but only like 50% of the time. Sometimes he doesn't just have that top gear that Christian Watson or MVS have, and and it's not a big deal, especially because you probably don't expect him to do that too much from the slot. It's just a slight weakness, especially for a guy that runs 4.37, but really not a big deal. The biggest thing to look at with Reed in terms of his route running is consistency. Aside from that, very happy with everything that he's shown. Catching. Looking at his strengths, body control. This is super. His body control stands out so much on tape. Jaden Reed, obviously a very small guy, something like 187 pounds, 5'11". So he's not the kind of guy that you would expect to go up and generally win jump balls, go up and over corners. That being said, he is so, so good at winning those matchups. And you sort of ask how, how could he do that? He's smaller, he's lighter, everything about it. He, he lacks the physical measurables that you want when it comes to having a jump ball receiver. His body control is ridiculous. He is so good at getting up and getting enough of his body over the defender to catch the ball. He's good at adjusting to underthrows, slipping back behind the defender, controlling the space and securing the catch. He's good at adjusting to overthrows, getting really high up there and high pointing the ball. He just has a knack for contorting his body in whatever way he needs to in order to win against cornerbacks that are bigger than him. And that is super, super exciting. You love to see that. He's a small guy. You, you expect him to win by creating separation before the ball's thrown and then making a catch in open space. But the reality is, if you throw a ball up to him, at least in college, there was a decent chance he was going to win because of how good he is with his body. And then the second thing, he has really strong hands. He had some drop issues, but I think those are more concentration things. Those aren't because he lacks natural hands. He's really good at going up and getting the ball. He kind of snatches the ball out of the air, and he holds onto the ball through contact. That's really, really impressive. I can't tell you how many times on tape I'd see him get the ball over the middle, 
and then get absolutely decked. He would hang in there. He didn't care. He just hung on to the football. That was super impressive. Looking at catching weaknesses, there's really just one, and it's size. And of course size is a weakness, but the reality is that's one of the only weaknesses he has in his game at all. Just when it comes to catching, he, he competes, he wins even with his small size, but he gets bodied sometimes. He doesn't always win the battles you might want him to win because he's only 5'11". It's not something that's going to get fixed. It's definitely not something that even needs to get fixed for Jaden Reed to be a, an all-pro level receiver in the NFL. But he's just not as big as you as you might hope that he would be. And that's something that hurts him a little bit in terms of making plays over the middle. No big deal. Again, last sort of bit to look at. Well, actually, two more bits to look at. Looking at run after the catch. He's super, he's super good in run after the catch. There isn't really a weakness with his ability. I guess if you really want to find a weakness, it's that he's a little bit small and can't run over people. But in general, there's no weakness with Jaden Reed. The speed, speed is 100% there in the run after the catch game. When he has the ball, he can use it and he's going to accelerate. It makes him a big time motion threat. You can send him an orbit motion. You can send him straight across the formation. And the defense has to take notice because... A, you could hand a little jet sweep off to him, and he would take off upfield. But even if you don't take the option of handing the jet sweep off to him, the defense is still going to have to follow him because they have to make sure that he doesn't get the jet sweep, at which point the Packers can run the ball to the opposing side. You get the flow of defense going one way. You run the ball against them the other way. A game over. I can't tell you how many times we saw the Packers do that with Christian Watson last year. I absolutely expect the Packers to do it with Jaden Reed this year. In fact, we I saw a play in college uh, on tape. It was just it was a great play. The Michigan State offense ran Jaden Reed on a on a motion to one side of the formation, and then they ran a play action bootleg the opposing way and hit a tight end in the flat, just like Green Bay loves to do. And that tight end was able to take it upfield for, I don't know, 10, 20 yards. And it wasn't an incredible tight end. It's not like Michigan State's having their tight ends drafted in round one of this year. But Jaden Reed's motion opened up so much space that they could run a play-action bootleg to the other side and get the tight end free for a huge amount of yards. That skill, that speed, it's going to make him so valuable to Matt LaFleur this year. Period. And then the second thing, agility. We've established that Jaden Reed moves slightly differently, right? He has that nuance in his routes, especially the flashes of nuance. He has the speed. Well, his wiggle, his agility, that shows on tape. He's so good at just kind of slipping past guys. Does when a little shimmy, gets by them, makes a quick jump cut, just sort of shuffles his feet. It's so impressive to watch how he can beat people with the ball in his hand. And it's something that I expect Matt LaFleur to use a lot of on run solutions. Then finally, looking at his blocking strengths, willingness. He's super, super willing. He loves getting his nose dirty, trying to body defenders. It looks like he just gets angry at people. He gets angry. He wants to drive them back. You got to love that from a receiver. He's a guy that's just tenacious out there, and he wants to go block somebody. That being said, looking at weaknesses, I mean, obviously technique isn't great, but no wide receivers blocking technique is great. And then size, he's not very big. And that can hurt him against more physical corners. It can definitely hurt him when he's trying to block, I don't know, if a linebacker's coming at him from the slot. That'll be very interesting. But, you know, you're not drafting him to block. So he, he's willing, which is great. Love to see that. And yeah, sometimes he'll get run over. Sort of the life of a receiver. If you're depending on a receiver to block, 
probably not the best thing. Again, we'll see. I, my guess is it won't be a big deal. He's definitely not going to be a liability from a blocking standpoint. Lastly, energy. What's his energy like? You sort of get a sense from the blocking. He's feisty. Man, what does feisty mean? Basically, he has a nasty attitude, but because he's only 5'11", 187 pounds, we call him feisty. He just, he's nasty. He sticks his nose in there as a run blocker. He's not necessarily a great run blocker, which I talked about because of size, but he's mean. He's very mean. He tries to get everything. Looking at his catches, he'll lay out for balls. He wants to fight every single cornerback. He wants to make every single catch. He's got that dog mentality that Matt LaFleur keeps talking about. Green Bay needs that. He's got that dog in him. He's a dog. Love that from Jaden Reed. Great energy there. So, sort of, what have we learned? What, what should we take away from this Jaden Reed deep dive? The kid is so damn close to having everything. Yeah, he's primarily a slot receiver. Uh, he'll, he'll play a little bit outside. Obviously, it's not just you're a slot receiver, you're only playing the slot. He'll play outside some. Watson will come in and play the slot. All of that'll happen. But regardless, he can do everything. Route running, we've talked about it. He can throttle down and sit down in zones. He can absolutely toast a cornerback if they mess up. And if he just irons out some of the consistency things, he has plenty of flashes where he shows a huge amount of nuance in his routes. Catching, he can make every catch. He's so good at using his body to adjust the balls. Yeah, he's probably never going to be Megatron, but he can adjust to anything and make almost every catch. And the reality is that if he becomes just a little bit more consistent in his routes, He's going to be so good. So from day one, honestly, I would expect him to contribute from week one on. And maybe with Aaron Rodgers now gone, he can have a massive impact as a rookie receiver. Because we know Aaron relied on trust with guys. Maybe Jordan will re rely less so on that. And Watson, Dobbs, and Toure, they're going to be your outside guys. You're going to have Dontavion Wicks and Grant Dubose. They're going to slot in wherever. Expect Reed to play more on the inside, more in the slot. and from there. Expect him to be good at everything. He's going to be a guy that's converting those third downs with his little dig routes over the middle where he throttles down, finds the hole in zone, and lets Jordan hit him. He's going to be the guy that Jordan Love hits on a 25-yard corner route because Watson dragged the safety out and Jaden Reed burned his guy. He's going to be the guy that Jordan Love hits up the seam because Watson dragged the safety out and Jaden Reed has the speed. He's going to be the guy that Jordan Love throws a slot fade to because Jaden Reed, yeah, he's small, but he's physical. I'm so, so excited about what Jaden Reed is going to do. He is going to be so good. And then looking at the future, pretty soon, man, this guy's going to be the ultimate slot playmaker. The Packers, again, they have their prototypical number one in Christian Watson. They have Dobbs. They have two Ray. You're more nuanced outside receivers. And then Jaden Reed, he's your slot guy of the future. I've talked about it. All of the things he's going to do this year, I expect him to do in the future and better. He's going to just get better at carving out space over the middle and dicing up opposing coverages. He's just going to get faster and more physical where you can throw a slot fade to him and he's either going to toast his corner because he's just faster than them or he's going to go up and make a play on the ball. And then in terms of needing to get him open whenever you want, as he develops that consistency and he gets better at bringing nuance into every single one of the routes he runs, he's going to get open super, super consistently in the future. He has all the twitch, all of the route running, hands, 
everything. He has all that he needs to be an elite dynamic playmaker for Green Bay. He might even be able to pump return. He's angry. He's physical. That is why I love Jaden Reed so much. I am in absolute love with Jaden Reed as a prospect. I, I mean, there's no way this guy doesn't have a five-year NFL career. Chances are he's going to have a 10-plus year NFL career. He's so good. I can't see him being bad. Can't believe I missed on this guy. Lower RAS score. Screw it. Don't care. Jaden Reed has everything. This is so exciting. Can't wait. Can't wait. I received a little bit of uh, viewer feedback. Uh, got a little bit of mean messages. They said that I used the word exciting too much. That's okay. I'll tone down on the word exciting, but just so we're clear, I'm not going to stop using it with Jaden Reed because he is so, so, so exciting. The Packers schedule, that'll come out tomorrow, so we'll probably talk about some of that on Sunday. Maybe we'll also do a Tucker Craft deep drive. If we don't do a Tucker Craft deep dive on Sunday, we'll do it next Wednesday. Super excited. As always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers, and until next time, Go Pack Go!